Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of Movie Mastery, the podcast where we watch the movies that you have told us to watch, and I am your host, John, with me, as always, my friend, my my good bosom companion, mm-hmm, my mm-hmm. co-host, Jeff. I'm, real, I'm really more of an ass companion. <laughs> I mean, if we're... If we're if we're uh, uh, if we're if we're getting nitpicky about it i'm more of a thigh companion if you will <laughs> i'm the whole package companion what's I'm, up i'm more of a smile companion <laughs> yeah, get you're out. the creepiest one you suck get out <laughs> nothing you could possibly say would be creepier <laughs> uh all right so this week, I know we uh, we took a little time off. Both of us had COVID. This is the first time in like a month that we've been able to record this. So For Movie Mastery, yeah, yeah. It's been a while. It has been a minute since we have done some Movie Mastery. We've forgotten it was Bright that we did last time. Yeah. I was like, God, what the fuck was it the last thing we did? And it's like, Bright. Oh, my God. That was so long ago. <laughs> oh, the before times. You know, we should probably review Bright again. It's been so long. Maybe, maybe, <laughs> a, maybe a revisit would... Uh... Maybe... Maybe I'll change my point of view. Yeah, you know, it might it might be good now. Maybe it grows on you like a <laughs> Maybe the more you watch it the better it is. <laughs> I'm sure it does grow on you like a fine mold on a corpse. Mm, delicious. Right sucks. Uh, speaking of things that sucked, we watched 1985's Barbarian Queen. Barbarian Queen, which is uh it doesn't feel like it was made. Actually, it feels exactly like it was made in 1985, but when you look at other good movies that were also made in 1985, <laughs> you're like, what the fuck happened? How did they do this? Yeah. Was this... there like a pocket of negative time? I mean, the fact that this and like just a half dozen other movies slash movie franchises were all just like Roger Corman went to Argentina and decided I want as many titties and dirty dudes with swords as possible. Yeah. This is part of the I I don't I hesitate to call it the the Roger Corman Argentina gladiator cinematic universe <laughs> largely because so many of these movies use footage from so many of these other movies. Oh yeah. You can watch one of these and be like, "Oh, I recognize that from Sorceress and that from The Wizard and the King and that from Deathstalker." <laughs> it is it's so weird to me cuz when I looked this up on IMDb, initially I was like, "Huh, that's weird." They they were like other movies that are like this. And one was Amazon's, and I was like, this is the same exact font with the same sword underneath the text yeah. that Barbarian Queen had. And I was like, huh. And it looks like everyone is dressed exactly the same. Click on it. Oh, it's still Roger Corman. He's still just doing the same shit. Yeah, like we came out of we watched Robot Jocks, not that few that many movies back now. Not so not, not many a huge amount of movies back. And I think we came out of the other side of Robot Jocks being like, it's stupid, it's cheap, but it's effective. Like, they get, he gets the points across, he gets the shots he wants, the actors are having fun, it's, it's an okay sci-fi thing, even if it's super cheap, right? Yeah. But the shit he did in Argentina. <laughs> Man, Roger Corman went down to Argentina, found as many ladies that were willing to take their tops off as he could find, mm. and was like, great. And now, to, I don't know, make them 
run around in the dirt for have a while. Ever, have you ever actually like watched him talk? He's an interesting little interesting little dude. I've not. Yeah, he's he's got this strange, very clipped way of speaking. He's very formal and perfunct. It's kind of fun to watch him talk. <laughs> like you could, I can picture him calling people for this. Like he'd be like, "Yes, hello, I have a job for you. It will take three days in Argentina, and you will be required to expose your breasts." <laughs> That is an acceptable payment range. I will see you at that time. He's just like very straightforward. He's like the he's the coolest little dude. But, <laughs> but the the movies, these ones in particular, are like he must have been contracted. Like I need ten movies with tits and swords, and I don't care about anything else. And I need them by next month. I saw, part of me feels like Roger Corman went to Argentina to make one of these like he went down there <laughs> made death stalker or something yeah. it took him five hours and he went holy shit are you kidding me well, i'm gonna make 20 of these the thing that always amazes me about these movies is that almost all of them have sequels like we were watching we watched barbarian queen this time there is barbarian queen 2 yeah there's barbarian queen 2 the empress strikes back there are of course multiple death stalkers there are at least four death stalkers that i'm aware of i've seen three of them <laughs> there's the uh wizard of the lost kingdom there's two of yeah there's at least two of those we have the warrior and the sorceress and just sorceress mm -hmm. two different movies <laughs> yeah so uh, but here's the thing the point i was trying to get across isn't that he makes these cheap and quick there are like four death stalker movies i don't think there's a shared cast member among them no and that's what's so weird to me is you would think that he would be like all right here's a stable of like 20 people i know i brought him down to argentina and we just filmed the same movie 3,000 times and gave it different generic names. Yeah. But no. It's not that. It mostly it's him cannibalizing his own footage. And that happens a lot. There is a little monster that shows up in Deathstalker. Like, Deathstalker, unlike this movie, actually has a couple of, like, magical special effect kind of things happening uh -huh. in it. Uh, which, at one point, the main character, whose name is Deathstalker. Like, that's literally what the movie is about. Uh, Deathstalker <laughs> finds a little troll in a cave who just kind of asks him if he has anything to eat and ends up being kind of like a mentor. He shows up like 10 years later in a different movie called Dungeon Master, <laughs> and they just reuse the puppet. They didn't reuse the footage, just the puppet. Weird. He just, he uses every part, and then he sells those parts. It's very impressive. Yeah, the, the thing for me when I looked at the, uh, like, the, what was it, Wizard and the King or whatever the fuck? Wizard of the Lost Kingdom. Wizard of the Lost Kingdom was that it was like, this movie uses footage from four different previous Corman movies. Yes, and it's also the only one I know of with a celebrity I had heard of before the movie. Lots of them have, like, featuring Playboy's, uh, 1983's Playboy Playmate of the Month. <laughs> this one has, like, four of those in it. Oh, uh, yeah. But uh, that, uh, that one, uh, Wizard of the Lost Kingdom 2, has David Carradine in it. <laughs> so weird. <laughs> You're like, why, why do I know someone in this? Get out of here. Hello, this is David. odd. <laughs> I have a job for you for an afternoon if you happen to already be in South America. <laughs> you know I am. <laughs> <laughs> you know I'm too drunk to know what continent I'm on. <laughs> I'm 80s David Carradine. <laughs> I'm so coked up. You have no idea what's going on right now. <laughs> so, so anyway, though, we didn't watch any of those. We watched Barbarian Queen. Yes, indeed. Barbarian Queen, which uh, we will get into the full review. Uh, but let me just go ahead and say, first off, boy, does this movie have a lot of cavalier rape. Yeah, that's kind of your spoiler warning for the episode. Uh, if you've ever watched Red Letter Media's uh, Best of the Worst and they do one of those Deathstalker movies and they start by being like, by the way, every 35 seconds there's rape. This is that. This yeah. is the same shit. And it's 
it's just like, ah, yeah, everyone's attitude towards it that is one of the bad guys is just like, ah, well, there he goes raping again. And you're like, what the fuck is this? Uh, It's, it's, uh, it, it paints a world and all these movies do it. It paints a world where like, if you see a woman near, near, you just go, oh, I'll just rape, I'll just rape that lady. Excuse me a second, fellas. Yeah. I'm off to rape. And the worst thing they'll say is, hey, you raped first last time. I raped first this time. Oh my God. And they'll play like goofy comedy music under it. Yes. Yeah. Every time. And it's, it's so weird. There's a, you know, obviously the whole idea behind this is there's an evil kingdom and then a bunch of like, you know, small tribes that they are going around and like raping and pillaging and taking people for slaves. Yes. And when it's like, yeah, we went and raped all these barbarian women. You're like, fuck God damn. But then when it's like, I'm just, there's some random citizen in our town. Ah, let's also rape them. And you're like, why? What How are you does doing walking from work? building to building? No, it does. It, I mean, it kind of works the same way every kingdom does, John. That's real feminism. <laughs> Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Full awareness that this is what actual world is exactly like, <laughs> except that there's way less comedy bassoon. <laughs> yeah. When you're walking home at night and you've got your keys clutched in your fist and you're yeah. terrified, you're not followed behind with... Yeah, they use the same music for rapes in this that, like, nature documentaries do for playful bears. Yeah. It's just like, oh, there's a lady walking alone. Here comes two rapists. You're like, fuck, this is awful. No, this is terrible because of the subject matter and because now I'm picturing a friendly bear trying to get some food. A tiny cub rolling down half a hill or something. Bears are nature's clowns. <laughs> uh, no, they will destroy you. <laughs> so, uh, so that's your that's your spoiler trigger warning. Yeah, that's this. that is the if you if you're one of those people that's like, oh, I'll watch along with this boy. Just know that that is a good seventy five percent of this film. Yeah. So uh, let's get into the rest of the other twenty five percent that is the plot of this film after a little break. And then we will tell you all about 1985's Barbarian Queen. Hey, we're back. It's time. <sighs> yeah. This, the one thing I will say is that, blessedly, this movie is like, barely an hour long (laughs) it is like 70 minutes and even that i was like god you are real really spinning your wheels for a movie that goes 70 minutes i think i know when we picked the movie i was like ah 70 minutes and roger corman the man knows when to go out (laughs) but on the other hand in this movie i'm not sure he does because this movie feels like everyone is surprised by the ending (laughs) like you can kind of hear the freeze frame happens and the credits start you can almost hear the people in the movie being like wait really are you, are you what <laughs> what that's it <laughs> it's this movie this fucking movie this movie is almost the same length as the show we watched for tv mastery if you go to patreon.com slash system mastery join us at the five dollar level we start a new season of tv mastery yeah and 
the show we watched one minute shorter is barely shorter <laughs> than this movie. It was 69 minutes versus 70 minutes. God damn it. <laughs> and the show infinitely better. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it would be hard to be worse. <laughs> like uh, I've seen worse movies than this, like, you know, worse made and, and things like that. But it would be hard to be worse than, than this is your subject matter. <laughs> and the fact that it's supposed to, it's called Barbarian Queen, but in classic Corman fashion, he just called like the first people, four people who said yes. He was like, great, you four are the stars of my movie. Hope you like having your boobs out. And they're like, are we from like the distant past or something? He's like, it will be fine if you sound like you're from New Jersey and Los Angeles. <laughs> Look, we're not going any <laughs> further than here is your wardrobe. Here is a sword that very much looks like it was made out of tinfoil. <laughs> Whatever please. accent you have will be fine. <laughs> no one cares. I can assure you. Uh. But I mean, this movie starts on a rape. This movie starts with a rape that reminds me of Last House on the Left. Yeah. Which is to say, not good. Yeah, no, it's not great. I don't remember if it starts on if it starts on the happy village people. Cause, remember, because when we were looking up the movie to see what it was before we did it, the list of IMDb tags included like nudity, naked breasts, breasts, naked ladies, full frontal, nude ladies, and nipple painting. <laughs> and we were like, fuck, is there a painting of a nipple in this? I can't wait to see that. Yeah, I was like, all right, there's three things this could be. Painting a nipple, like an actual nipple is there and you put paint on it, or... I'm creating a painting of a nipple, or in the background, there is a painting with nipples in it. See, I figured it was going to be like war paint, but on a nipple. Like, you know, a naked lady warrior would run in, and she'd have, like, paint for uh, on her boobs. Like she yeah, was, just like know, red stripes across her chest. Yeah, like she was, like, dressed up for Sturgis or something. But I, I, I think I was desperately surprised. I, the last thing I was expecting was that it was, dude paints a lady's nipple, and also that it happened in the first 25 seconds of the film. <laughs> So I didn't have to wait and wonder when the nipple painting tag was going to become relevant. Yeah. Although I do want to go back and see how many other movies have it. Uh, <laughs> I got to click on that and find out. <laughs> Excuse me, John. I'm off to research. Please tell us about the horrible rape, though. Uh, yeah, no, because this movie starts with there is a young woman by a lake who is within three seconds immediately just like lassoed and grabbed and That's right. ah, come here. <laughs> there's, yeah, there's, there's, uh, there's always two rapists in every scene and they're always so like, oh, now I got you. Oh, I'm going to, we're going to bring you. We're going to drag you. Oh. Cause you're like, Oh, they definitely didn't have a lot of on location sound for this movie. No, this entire thing <laughs> is the sound was pumped in later, yeah. which makes for certain things to be way more hilarious when it's, like, the battle that ensues, because these are our main, uh, like, empire bad guys who are taking this lady by the river. But when we get to a later scene where the barbarian, like, uh, village has to fight against these guys, mm -hmm. the background noise of, like, people fighting is just looped, and yeah. <laughs> all of it is, hey, bro! Hey, whoa, hey, 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 the, the same guy goes, hey, like 27 uh -huh. times within the loop. It is so weird to just hear people fighting. Hey, hey, whoa, hey. It has all the hallmarks of 80s piped in sound, including just 
Whenever there's rapists, they always just sort of mutter about what they're doing nonstop. It's like fucking off. all the rapists in this movie are Bluto or something. <laughs> oh, I'm going to get that Popeye. Oh, I'm going to tell you what I'm going to do. I'm going to rape some women on my way to the sailing shop. You know, it's just like that. <sighs> just It's horrible. And also, there's a little girl in the movie. Thankfully, she goes unraped. And thankfully. thankfully. But you can tell right away that it's an 80s dub-in movie because they never trust a kid voice actor. <laughs> and so they get an adult woman to do her voice. And so she she sounds like this. I am a normal child, and I often talk in this manner. This is how children talk. <laughs> I am worried about the next down payment on my mortgage. <laughs> I'm a child. It's like that. It's... It, like just let the kid talk you know uh but cutting away from this horrible assault we go to the actual village that she is from where we are having a wedding preparation between i guess the leader of the tribe and his wife to yes. be yeah uh, her name amathea. is amathia uh, amathea and um, she is Going to be wed to uh, Ar- Argon. Mm-hmm. Well, they they say Argon. It's it's A R G A N, and I'm like that should be Argan. If yeah. you're Argon, there is an already Argon that exists. <laughs> it would certainly be more noble if he was Argon. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a child. <laughs> Hello, I am a child. <laughs> Wilt thou tarry, <laughs> Prithy? Ah. <laughs> uh. So, yeah. yes, Amethia is getting all dolled up and ready to go. And we find out that the person by the lake is her little sister. Yeah, that's and she's Teramis. Worried where uh, Teramis or Teramis, depending on who's saying it. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh huh. Like that's a common in this. I feel like a lot of people weren't quite sure of their names. Well,. Also, they made them so weird for no reason. They're like, ah, Taramis, this is also my handmaiden, Tiniara or Tanara or Uh, Tanira, depending on who's saying it. You're probably mixing her up with Estrild or Estrild. Oh, Estrild and Estrid, where they just forgot an L was there. They often call her Astrid instead, because that's a name. (laughs) (laughs) But all of these wonderful people hanging out, and then... The uh, the Empire attacks and... I mean, the Empire attacks in the form of a bunch of dudes in the samey-looking, like, black... Um, they have the, like, b- the, the bad guy armor from every one of these barbarian movies. Come on. Don't act like you haven't seen one of these fucking stupid barbarian movies from the 80s. You know what we're talking about. Yeah. They wear the black armor that makes them all look indistinguishable. And a and, weird, slightly conical black leather hat. And they all mutter constantly, even when they're in battle. Set torch to them. I'll get them. Get the women. I'll chase that one. Hey, hey! I'm a child. And one of the more amusing things is, Amethea is, you know, a barbarian queen. Well, not yet. She hasn't been married. Maybe she was the queen, and Aragon is going to be king. Who knows? He will be if he can ever train all those dragons. I don't know how this society works i don't know if it's like you know matrilineal sort of progression with that all i know is that she has a full-size bathtub in her hut god bless <laughs> she lives in a in a re a woven reed hut with a clawfoot bathtub in it like she's living a viagra commercial <laughs> but when these empire guys attack of course like argon and his trusty side 
buddy someone i have no idea who his name is uh yeah I'm, I'm looking at the imdb page and i'm like who vanier there you go vanner <laughs> is his friend that we get a lot of and so you know there are main like burly hero types but everyone in the village is fighting it takes a good five minutes of hey 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 <laughs> also before amethia goes Huh, I wonder what's happening. Because a dude goes through her wall. <laughs> yeah. And then she's like, oh, maybe all the sounds of combat outside I should join. Well, she yeah, she does this thing where she like gets a guy to come into the tent after her, and then he's like, I'll get you. Rawr, you're coming with me. I'm a child. And and then like she goes disrobes to reveal her like leather bikini outfit that she'll be wearing for the majority of the film. And he's like, Oh, good, a willing one. And then she just kicks him out the side of the wall. It's <laughs> it's so weird that it takes her so long to be like, oh, I'm a super badass fighter, and I can hear an entire battle going on, but, you know, it's my I'm wedding just, day. I'm this is my day. <laughs> I'm surprised you didn't just go out there and yell at them about it. How dare you? Do you know how much this costs? This is my special day. I am a princess. Daddy? I am a barbarian princess. <laughs> I thought from the beginning of the movie where they have her in a tub where they've clearly done their best to make sure that they obscure her so that she's like not visibly nude, you know, that I was like, oh, she must have signed a no nude. Nope. No. Nope. They just made a weird decision early on. It was just like, oh, we don't we don't want to give that away too early. We'll st- yeah, we, we want to start tasteful with the, the disrobing and forcible rape of her younger sister. Yeah, that's way better. Yeah. So eventually, you know, there's way too many uh, Empire guys. So they end up getting pretty much everyone uh, knocked out or, you know, tied up or whatever. And Amethia manages to escape by going into her hut, mm-hmm. setting it on fire, and then getting underneath a thing. Yes, we don't know quite how she serves you. She just runs in there and dumps lamp oil over and throws a candle down. And then the, the from the outside, they're like, she set the tent ablaze. Rawr, rawr, rawr. Hey! I'm a barbarian. Rawr. Hey! And like, <laughs> just that. <laughs> Am I also in the net? What movie is this? <laughs> and then they're like, oh, well, I guess she's dead. I thought, considering we saw someone get kicked through the wall and it had no structural capacity to stop anything, I was like, Oh, she just jumped out the back. Yeah. Like, she set it on fire and jumped out. No, she got underneath more flammable stuff, but didn't die. There's a huge pool in there. She was in it earlier. She could just go get that. But didn't. I know. <laughs> anyway, her fiancé, Ergen, er- 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 Argon. Argon, gets dragged away by Empire Men. Um, and only the only survivors of the attack, as far as, as, far as Amathea knows, are herself and her handmaiden, Estrild. Yeah. Um, and Estrild is, it's interesting because she's a barbarian from the same barbarian village as Amathea, but she is a valley girl who does not understand what's going on all the time. Yeah, <laughs> she is not a fighting barbarian. She's a helping barbarian. <laughs> and but she, she also just has no idea what's going on. It's not even that she's like, I can't fight. She's just like, what is this? Why are they dressed like that? What's a sword? <laughs> Uh, and the only reason Estrild managed to get out of this unscathed is because she went to go find Taramis mm-hmm. down by the river yeah. and then got back once everyone had been taken away. Yeah, so now we, we, uh, we've we moved from, from a whole village full of people 
where the third member of our of our band of rescuing warriors, uh, Tinyara, Tinyara, she she had been previously featured in footage of like the the happy before times. That she's the one who gets the nipple painting. She's putting war paint on some dude, and he tries to put war paint on her face, and she's like, no, no, no. And then he just forcibly pulls her shirt down and puts it on her boob, and she's like, I guess. She, like, shrugs about yeah. it. Doesn't, yeah, doesn't look upset or happy. He's just like, all right, well, uh, I guess this is happening. Uh, that's, yeah. But nothing on the face. That's what we talked about. <laughs> no lip stuff. <laughs> but she has also survived. We see her get thrown on the back of a horse and dragged away by a black clad rapist earlier. But she just right, right she as she just off- shows up on a river as they're like following after them. They're like, "Hey, I managed to get away." She has a great line. She comes. They're like, "How did you survive?" She's like, "I was dragged off by a rapist. I killed him. I got his horse. I got all his stuff. <laughs> Look at all this stuff I got." <laughs> Estrild is just like, "Oh, I'm so." hungry thank you starving we're gonna eat before we do anything (laughs) matthias like they kidnapped my sister clearly i'm hungry they have raped and murdered across our entire village and i assume they have my sister can we maybe nope i'm a little peckish (laughs) look they're gonna turn off the bottomless mimosas at 11 (laughs) (laughs) they continue on their way until they manage to get to a riverfront like outpost yes where there is a woman who is tied to the fence that the horses are kept in mm-hmm. and has been very clearly just abused heavily yeah and is about to be done so again by um, the this dude his name was like thunderbolt or something because there's a point where like he's a dude who shows up, and he's also there for the the initial capture and rape of Taramis. Yes, because he's like visibly, recognizably a dude with like yeah. a huge beard. Because he's the one guy who's like, I've got a giant black and white beard. And they, he's he's like complaining during the initial rape scene because he's like, Oh, you never let me rape first. I'm always the one who doesn't get to rape. And now he, he walks up to this like lady who's chained to a horse stable, and he's like, "Ah, smile for me. I like a little smile." Ugh. And you're like, "Well, at least they're gonna kill the guy who likes a little smile." That's yeah, the, the creepiest possible. Yeah. And he gets, of course, stabbed to death by our heroes, and the noise of him screaming reaches the others in the outpost, and they're like, "Oh, did you hear that? Yeah, old Thunderbolt. He never rapes quietly." And I'm like, "That wasn't." Me putting words in their mouth, the actual literal line is, he never rapes quietly. Yeah. What (laughs) the fuck? Also, why is his fucking name Thunderbolt? (laughs) What the shit is he, an X-Man? What? (laughs) So many confusing decisions happened within 10 seconds. characters in this name like Strymon and Aragon and Amathea and Thunderbolt. Yeah. Did he get to pick his own name when he was eight and it stuck? (laughs) I want to be Thunderbolt. Fucking this movie has the dumbest names. You're like, what's this guy? Shibdiz. (laughs) All right, sure. That's a name. Why not? Sure, Shibdiz. What about this guy? Uh, let him pick his own name. I want to be called Spaghetti. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking fine, sure. You're going to call me Roast Beefs. <laughs> beefs, plural? Yes. As if I'm derived from multiple cows. It's a word. Look it up. No, that would be Roast Beefs. <laughs> Different types of cows. <laughs> Fair. Good point. <laughs> Beef and beeves and beefs are all different <laughs> plurals of a word. God damn it. <laughs> English. But yeah. Not they, even once. They seem... 
unconcerned about the obvious I've been murdered scream. But one guy's like, ah, I better go check it out. Walks out there and for his trouble gets shot from behind, but the arrow sticks in the front of his head because this movie doesn't need any sort of editing. Well, it does a thing where um, Estrild is sitting there where the, the previous tied to a horse stable rape victim lady was. And he's like, what are you doing here? Where did you come from? And 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 he goes, or Amathea goes, the same place I came from. And she's like, no, it's it's Tiniana, Tiniara or whatever. But she's standing up on like a roof behind him. And he goes, what? And then she he gets shot. Yeah. Meanwhile, Amathea is just fighting two dudes in the lake. And it's just, this movie's got that, you can tell you're watching a quality barbarian flick when they've got that middle school level of sword training God. where the only instruction they've been given is hit the other person in the sword. Yes. The <laughs> the choreography for the fights in this is some of the worst that I have ever seen where you will be watching someone fight and you're like, oh, the take you used was the one where a guy went and visibly moved my sword into a defensive position, mm -hmm. beat other person then hits that sword. You're like, wow. They were really scared about hurting someone. I'm pretty sure they were a really far drive from a safe Argentinian doctor. Yeah, because it was just like, <laughs> and I move my sword to block my legs. Second goes by. Ah, I'll swing at that sword. Yeah. Wow. Like, I was in a play for children in high school. Like, a play made for younger, very uh, young children. Uh, made it, for children? It was made, it was, it's called Stephanie Hero. It's literally like a, a play aimed at, like, nine and ten-year-olds. Uh -huh. like but it was, it was a high school play we put on for the local elementary schools. And I had to do a sword fight in that play, because I was one of the villains. Uh-huh. And I had to fight the hero in the play. And it was my old friend Arnon, whose name is easy to remember and pronounce. <laughs> um, and so the two of us had to do a fight, and... We still tried to move it past the, we both have swords, let's just hit each other in the sword. Largely <laughs> because we were afraid of breaking our prop swords, but still it was like, because that, that will stand so far apart that no matter what we do, we couldn't actually hit each other if we tried. It just whack swords. <laughs> Does not look cool. Oh, God. And again, boy, these prop swords. Like, you see the, the sword, like, catch the light, and you're like, there's that's crinkled. What the? <laughs> Wait, is that made out of hammered together Coke cans? I think I just saw a Budweiser logo. <laughs> how how did you manage to make this? <laughs> uh, I melted them down from the robots used in the film Robot Jocks. Robot Jocks. <laughs> uh, so our uh, our heroes managed to get everyone murdered that was in the Empire, and we find Taramis was here. Mm -hmm. So she was underneath a bunch of, like, blankets, and they find her, and she is very clearly and obviously traumatized. Yeah, she has all kinds of problems based on her recent experience. Of everything that anyone does in this, the acting choices of Don Dunlap, who plays Taramis, is the only one that I'm like, oh, you're doing something. Because yeah. she's like, Oh, I've I started this movie raped and then brought to the rape camp and she spends the entirety of the movie just being like kind of not quite there and yeah, being just distant, dazed, has a little bit of Stockholm syndrome problems. Yeah, There's, she is just it, fucked up. Yeah. And everyone else seems to not care. No, they're just like, well, we got her back. Throw her on a horse. Let's go on a revenge mission. Should we bring the traumatized rape victim with us? Yeah, probably. Yeah, I mean, what else are we going to do with her? And it's, it's real fucked up. Because there's, 
there are points in this film where, like, they sort of treat uh, Taramis as, like, a burden. They're yes. like, oh, we got to go do a thing. Oh, I'm on Taramis duty. I got to watch this absolutely PTSD fucked up lady. Mm-hmm. Well, that sucks for me. And I'm like, don't. Do not do that. You are <laughs> fucked up. Yeah. Uh, she is the biggest reason why the ending of this feels shocking. Because she has a big ter- uh, pivotal moment in the ending, but it feels like it needs a follow-up. It feels like maybe there should be any amount of, I don't know, verbal... Something. Anything. There should be something. Something. Yeah. Well, the next person they encounter after they manage to uh, rescue Taramis and kill all the people in this outpost, they're still moving along, and they encounter a young girl... And her name is Dariak. <laughs> normal name Perfect. for a normal kid. Mm-hmm. Hello, I am a child. My Hello, name- Dariak here. <laughs> Dariak. It's, uh, it's Monsieur Dariak. I'm 56. <laughs> I, uh, <laughs> uh, I'm going to feel real bad when I find out that, that the kid who played Dariak did her own voice. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm sorry you've got the voice of a 50-year-old little kid. <laughs> But uh, but Dariak is like a scout for a rebellion movement that's that's uh, being organized against the leader, the the bad leader of this of this area. Yeah, it's hard to say that he like, he keeps calling himself an emperor of an empire, but we never see more than the one rat- ratty rundown town. Yes, Arakur has essentially just named himself emperor. Mm-hmm. He's like emperor of a garage sale. That's about <laughs> as big as his as his fiefdom runs. Yeah. yeah, I mean, given the uh, look and scale of what he has, he is definitely the emperor of this mini golf course. <laughs> I get free rentals for I am Aracor. <laughs> I live in the plastic castle over mm. here. I always get the side of the Marvel versus Capcom machine where the jump works <laughs> for I am emperor. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, as they're traveling along, they get sort of stopped by a ton of rebels who are like, oh, if, if you're fighting for Erekur, then you can't come through here. And they're like, we are very clearly not. We're like five ladies on horseback with no <laughs> empire clothing. We haven't tried to rape anyone to a comedy oboe solo once. I feel like we're very trustworthy. <laughs> so dorp, everyone's dorp, like, oh, dorp, dorp, dorp. I guess... If you're anti the Empire, then you're friends of ours. Mm-hmm. Anyway, you can have our little kid here. She'll lead you to where you need to go. Turns out she's like the most competent character in the movie. So sure, let's go ahead and follow Dariak along. <laughs> yeah, Dariak is like, yeah, I'll show you how to get into town. It's real easy. Follow yeah. me. Yeah, because uh, it, we have another almost terrifying moment for poor Taramis. Because the next thing that happens, they're riding along with Dariak after they establish that Dariak's father is like, the leader, leader of, the a leader rebellion. of a rebellion, but he's also extremely cautious and does not want to strike before the time is right and is absolutely certain that these barbarian ladies are just going to cause problems for everybody. Uh, Plus, he's got a cool eye patch, and I think he works as like a silk maker or something. He certainly is in a well, fabric dyeing facility. I mean, their underground headquarters comes up at a some silk dyeing establishment yeah it's a great choice to have this cool looking silk dyeing established be the he- the headquarters it's unfortunate that it means that from this point forward all the women are dressed in fancy silk outfits that make them hard to tell apart yeah well <laughs> but yes while they are traveling they're being led by dariak they see a bunch of incoming soldiers mm-hmm. and Derek's like yo it's chill i got this yeah. y'all hang back 
And Taramis, of course, sees them and freaks out a little and just yells no. She's asleep. She wakes up from being asleep on her own horse and from a dream and yells no! And, and they have to be like, shh, what the fuck? And then one of the soldiers is like, did I just hear something? Oh, let's go check that out. <laughs> yeah, hey! <laughs> <laughs> let's go rape that out. <laughs> and so like five soldiers on horseback show up and Derek just goes, hey, it's me. I'm a little kid. And they're like, hey, little girl. And as soon as they said that, I was like, please oh, don't. No. Oh, oh so no. I swear to Christ. <laughs> and they were like, you better get out of here. Uh, there, there's rape on a foot, so you should probably get out. She's like, I'm looking for my parents. Maybe one day I'll find them. All right, kid. Well, bye. Yep. And Dariak just turns around. She's like, see, they're morons if you're like too young to be on their horrible radars. Yeah. If if you, you know, don't look like a buxom, awesome playboy lady, mm -hmm. then, you know, they don't care. Yeah. Whew. So she leads them underground, quite literally, to mm -hmm. the underground rebellion that, like we mentioned, where... Her dad is in the middle of doing something to a guy. Yeah. Like there's a guy on a slab. I think he has a bag over his head and this guy is just sort of poking him with the non-rounded end of a spoon, like the handle of a spoon <laughs> and then not paying attention to the guy. And I'm like, are you torturing him? What's, are you trying to get information? Oh no, they have a whole thing going on. You don't need to, it's, you don't need to worry. It, it, like, did should we come back in a half hour? What's what is this? No, no, you being here is part of it. <laughs> I told Dariak to get someone here for this. <laughs> but they show up and he's just like, "Oh, hey, you poke, poke. Hey, what? you need to not do a fight because we're not ready." Poke, poke. You guys want a slice of this man-shaped cake? I just watched that Alice in Wonderland Tom Petty video. <laughs> It's really I keep on my mind. I keep watching all these YouTube things about things that look <laughs> real and then they're cake. You want one of these? Because if not, don't come around here no more. Huh? Huh? Do you, do you, it's also a thing from the 80s. Nah, probably from the 90s, actually. Yeah, Wait a minute. Hold on. Probably, when did this come out? Probably from the 90s. All right. Cut. <laughs> <laughs> We're all going to stop and look around. Look up when don't come around here no more came out. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a child. So, yeah, the, the leader of the rebellion is like, oh, they have your people. That's very sad. Mm -hmm. uh, we can, of course, get you into the town, but we kind of don't want to. Same year. Sweet. <laughs> I'm sorry. Awesome. I just checked. Don't come around here no more. Kick-ass video. Way 85. better production values than this movie. 85. <laughs> Go watch it. It's really good. Uh, so, yeah, the leader's just like, uh... We can kind of let you into the city, but we don't want you to because, A, if you start a fight, we aren't prepared for it. Mostly because he's like, I don't want to fight unless we are definitely going to win. And he's just the most cautious person ever. Mm -hmm. But the other thing is he's like, if you go fight and try to free your people and get caught, you know where we are mm -hmm. and we don't want you to spill the beans on that. Yeah, I one. frankly don't have the spoons for what happens if that happens. I've, poke, poke. I've only got the one. <laughs> I've, I've got I, a spoon. I need my spoon for poking this guy. He does. <laughs> I'm in a bag. Hey. Hey. <laughs> oh, hey. Hey. <laughs> I'll get you. Oh. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> so, um, yeah. <laughs> so then. They're like, all right, well, fuck you. We don't care what you you have to say. We will, of course, take some clothes mm -hmm. that will make us look like locals mm -hmm. rather than, you know, 
the outlying barbarians who are just in leather bikinis at all times. I love that. Yeah, all the all the women you see in town are dressed fairly simply, but they show up in like princess outfits. Where and when I, I, I mean, they're mostly just wearing like big gauzy flowing silk robes. But they one of them has a princess wimple. Another one has one of those weird hats that's got like. I'm t- Princess Wimple. <laughs> wimple is that tall thing. Hi. <laughs> I'm a don't, child. Don't squish the Charmin. I'm Princess Wimple. <laughs> Some of the people, 80s commercials. <laughs> some people will know what a wimple is. <laughs> uh. And how he'll gladly pay you Tuesday. <laughs> God. Okay. But yes, they managed to go up there and they find out a bunch of information pretty much right away. They see that uh, Argon and uh, Vanir are in the Gladiator program. So there's a bunch of like gladiators in a little fenced off area and they're having tryouts. (laughs) Yeah. Cause basically what happens is a mafia is like, I'm going to go wander town and look for people. I know I'll take Dariac with me. Uh, Estrid or Estrild. You stay, whatever your name is, you you stay here and don't let Taramis go anywhere. And she's like, got it. Let Taramis go immediately. Understood. You got checked in end chief. (laughs) Right. Okay. So my job is to not look at her and instead complain about stuff. Right. Mm, Yep. I'm on it. You got it, boss. Because the instant Ter- uh, Teramis sees one of those guard rapist type dudes, she's like, ah, perfect. And she heads in that direction. She's, her plan is to like attach herself to the most powerful person so that shit doesn't happen to her again. It's so weird to me that Estrel's whole deal where, again, God bless Don Dunlap for doing any acting, but she's like sitting there kind of zoned out, just sort of staring into the middle distance. Mm-hmm. And Estrel's like, Oh, come on, Taramis. What are you doing? Don't just stand there. Gosh, I'm so... And Jin just, like, doesn't look at her and starts complaining. Yeah, she just like, potters off in another direction. Like She just breaks a different fourth wall. Mm-hmm. Like, she's just talking to an audience <laughs> we can't see. And then Taramis just fucks off. She just, like... Cause- like I said, she sees like a procession of important bad guys go through and she's like, oh, I'm just going to attach myself to one of them. So I've got protection of some kind. And like, that's where her mental state is at. And yeah, uh, when she goes and runs off, Estrild, of course, tries to chase after her, which, you know, finds her into the <laughs> arms of menacing W pervert. Well, yeah, it's crazy because Estrild's trying to chase her, but she like takes a wrong turn and goes into like a bunch of it, it seems like she walks into a fucking a closed haunted house <laughs> like before they set it up because it's just a bunch of wooden bo- uh, walls that don't make any sense. Yeah, she, it's like she walked into the town's plank maze. <laughs> but for some reason, her looking around is enough for two guards to go, ah, oh, you, you're I'm going to get you. You're a uh, uh, lady. Ty, uh, you know, that's our only job. Yep. There, there's a lady by herself. It's it's go time. Yeah. So they they just follow her into the into the place and catch her immediately. Uh, now she gets dressed up and tossed into a sort of sex room, which is also a feature of both Deathstalker and Deathstalker 2. Yeah, we get the orgy room, but the yeah. orgy room is for the gladiators. We'll deal with it later. That's just sort of what happens to her. Yeah. We got more to talk about. Because Amathea and Dariak are the ones who establish that, yeah, oh yeah, Arg- Argan is in town. He's been forced into gladiatorial service because he's an oiled up beef man. Yeah. Him and his friends are big oil beef men, so yeah. they need to be in the gladiator stuff. And unfortunately... At this point, they all manage to get captured. Every one of them. They're all caught. And it's even there's even a part where Dariak gets away and she goes back to her dad and she's like, uh, well, so yeah, all of them got caught. And he's like, God fucking, uh, 
Christ, I told you. Now all we can do is hope they die before they tell anybody where we are. Yeah, and we find out, you know, after some of them get free later, they're like, oh yeah, we just completely closed up and hid the entrance to the underground area because we assumed you would talk. So basically at this point, we just run into extended torture sequences for everyone, but... uh but Estrild, because Estrild is like, hey, I'll do whatever. What do you need from me? I fucking whatever. I'm just a random city town girl who got caught. And they're like, great, you're pretty. Get in the get in the uh, the orgy dungeon for the for the yeah, gladiator. You, you go to the sex rooms. Wear the see through leather top. I don't know how it works either. Just put it on, and that's you for the movie. Uh, Taramis managed to actually get the attention of Arakur, the emperor, mm-hmm. and he's like. Yeah, sure. Let me kick this other lady out of my bed, and mm-hmm. then you can be in my bed. And she's like, "Hey, uh, can I live with you?" And he's like, "Aren't you the lady that we captured at like the river a couple? How of days did you ago? even get here?" And she just goes silent. She's like, "Can I live with you?" And he's like, "Um, sure. Can I have a dog or a cat? I like a, a cat. No, a cat. A cat. I want a cat." And he's like, "Um, sure. Okay, we'll get I, you a cat. What? Okay, great. I got a young new girlfriend. Exactly whatever leader needs. Yeah. And then he just for the one section of this that uh manages to." check the box for full frontal nudity. The lady in his bed is the only woman who managed to be like, yeah, I'll not have bottoms on. Sure. There's another one. There's a, there's a few fully nude ladies walking around in the gladiatorial sex pit, but they're background extras. (laughs) Uh, so Taramis just latches onto the emperor. Mm -hmm. Uh, Estrold goes to the sex rooms. Tanyara, Goes to the torture dungeon. <laughs> now, she has a sad end, but the scene where like, he's, she's being threatened is fucking hilarious. Because <laughs> it's just like, oh, the arch, the, the bad guy, Eric, is in there and he's like, tell me what I want to know. And she's like, no. Well, you, you, you're part of the rebellion, aren't you? No, no, I'm just here. Okay, well, where's everyone else? I don't know. She's like, you. And so finally he just goes, you, get her to talk. And it's like this random Andy, or like uh, Andy Richter looking dude in yeah. like, a torture outfit. And he's like, Oh, we have ways of waking you talk. For example, I could wave this fire near you a bunch. That's the only move I know. All I've got is a stick with fire on the end. And you can very clearly tell that the actress was like, oh, you're putting that way too close. Yeah. You are going to set my hair on fire. No, thank you. There's so much hairspray in here right now. (laughs) You cannot do that. (laughs) You need to understand that this leather bikini is made out of polyester. (laughs) Because every time he gets way too close to her with that, and she, like, scooches around where she's supposed to be tied, and you're like, yeah, no. (laughs) Yeah, please don't bring that near my hair. We're still a year out for the Challenger disaster, so I don't know how to describe it. (laughs) What would happen? The explosion. (laughs) But sadly, she manages to survive long enough to get her hands free, Runs out and then just runs into the other room where she is stabbed off screen. Yeah. Walks back on screen holding her stabbed stomach and dies. Yeah. And he's like, now will you tell me what I want to know? And she's like, no, I'm stupid. I'm dying. dying. <laughs> what, what would you possibly do? <laughs> yeah. And the fact that the torturer seems like you confused fool. by that. He's yeah. like, huh? He just goes, you fool. And it's like, not really. She was already going to die. Yeah. What exactly were you going to do? Yeah, meanwhile, um, Amathea's capture is fucking weird. <laughs> she gets captured by, like, uh, basically the bad guy, the, the, the bad guy in the tree from Princess Bride. Yeah, the, because the guy who is told to, like, torture Tanyara 
is like, oh, you know, you want to deal with me because you don't want to be sent downstairs to the actual torturer. Yeah. And that's where Amethea is, the actual torturer who's got, like, weird... He's like a steampunk torturer. Yeah, he's got, like, steampunk metal glasses on, mm. and he's like, oh, I'm a, I'm an inventor, and I'm, I'm a genius, and I'm no one appreciates I'm ahead of my time. I, 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 I have all these devices. Why? No blood, no muss, no fuss. I can just use this. And I'm like, you're... You're being very, like, conceited about the fact that you have the rack. So she's, That's not exactly yeah, a, that's a all it big is. thing. She, she's tied topless to, like, a St. Andrew's cross-looking thing. Her arms are together, which means they've already kind of lost the point of that. Uh, but every once in a while, he'll turn a crank or something, but nothing visibly actually happens. There's oh, no yeah. mechanism. He just turns a crank, and she just goes, ah, and, and he, there's nothing. It looks no, like... No, she's supposed to just be on the rack, yeah. but... That's that would be expensive to film. Exactly. So instead, so instead we just go crank and the actress goes, ow. The other weird thing is that hanging in front of her is like a metal arm. That was connected so to a confusing. chain. It's like a fucking disco ball, but it's a hand and it's just sort of hanging by so one of her boobs. The hand, this weird, bright, shiny, silver metal hand dangling in front of her has one finger out and it kind of looks like it has like a fingernail that looks like it's supposed to be razor sharp. And I'm like, okay, is this part of it? Is it like I crank this hand to stab you? No, for some reason, there is just a silver dangly hand in this shot for no reason. It doesn't ever do anything. But yeah, it, he gets the same thing where Arakur comes into the room. The only difference is that when Arakur comes to see her, he's got Taramis with him. So we can have that little bit of like sisterly betrayal thing happening. Yeah, neither of them meek say because, anything, yeah. but Amethea like looks at her and Taramis looks down. The one thing we get is Arakur asking Taramis, do you know this woman? And she goes, no, I, I, I don't. I don't know no. who that is. Because she's like, I don't, you know, I've betrayed my sister, but I don't want to lose my standing by being connected to her. Uh, so, um, but yeah, they look away from each other, basically. And Amethea just kind of gets tortured. She's not giving anything up. And boy, oh boy, we cut away for a while, I think, to deal with the Dariac talking to her dad. No, it's to deal with uh, Aragon. And, and there's sort of like a, a gladiator rebellion being fomented <laughs> yeah, as we're well. Get, we're getting a like miniature Spartacus going on with Argon, yeah. who's like, all right, come Sunday. That's the big games. And for some reason, their gladiatorial fights even though they have like a fenced off ring where they did the tryouts to see who would go to Sunday's big match, mm -hmm. it's going to just sort of take place in the town square with nothing around what, them what to stop to them. Build a set that has like that other gladiatorial pit we built, but with seats around it. That'd cost a lot of money. We got to make six more movies today. <laughs> so Argon's just like, all right, come Sunday. That's when we strike. We'll, uh, we're apparently Estrild has told me that there are rebels ready to fight. So yeah. we're going to hit them the same time that the rebels do. And so that's, that's going to be great. And that's when he meets, uh, fucking Shib Diz, the bad guy. Yeah. Who's like, yeah, sure. I'm on your side. It's I know I look like a villain, but you can trust me. I'll it's, fight Erikur. It's worse than that. He meets Shibdiz before that. Remember when he goes to the gladiatorial sex pit and he meets Estrild in there and she's just trying to eat because that's all Estrild cares yeah, about? Yeah, Estrild only fucking cares about craft services. Yeah, so she's, she's just trying to eat. There's this big eunuch dude that's like, oh, you'll have all the gladiator you can eat eventually. Oh, I'm a child. <laughs> and... and <laughs> 
but hey, <laughs> but Shibdis comes into her and he has like the least impressive, like of all the thing people in this movie who are walking around and be like, oh, it's rape o'clock. There's a rape victim. I'm going to rape that rape victim. He comes up to this woman in the sex room and he's like, hey there, I've never seen you before. And she's like, yeah, I'm new. We should uh, maybe get to know each other. How about we go over here? And then Argon just like walks up, puts a hand on him and like shakes his head. No, yeah, he just does the fucking Gillette. Don't chase that lady, bro. It's a commercial. Just, mm, nope. And shipped is gives him the up and down is like, all right, fine. This dude's got seven inches on me and he looks like a hero. And I look like a, I look like a dastardly <laughs> villain. Uh, no, I'm, I'm not going to fight him. But then he later, when the two of them are sparring in the arena, he's like, hey, we should fight Arakor. And Shibdis, who he already knows is a base villain, just goes, yes, I agree. Me and those who fight for me are with you. And he's... I, Argon should have been like, yeah, that was too easy. You're you're not. <laughs> I asked you to uh, <laughs> fight against an entire empire, and you're like, yeah, that sounds great. Me and all my men that follow me, we're on board, for sure. You'll definitely win this rebellion. <laughs> no one would betray you. Uh, so, Amethea, when we come back to her, <sighs> manages to get out of being tortured by... She is getting raped by the torturer. Feels very weird that that torturer is also a rapist. He felt like he should have been more of like a steampunk. Well, his know. whole thing was he was like, I'm, I'm ahead of my time. I've got these super advanced torture me- yeah. mechanics. He's like You'd an think. artiste or something. But instead, he, the moment he's alone in the room with her, he's like, well, time to get my pants off. You know, I'm, I'm ahead of my time, but only the top half of me is. And we find out that Amethea has the superpower of unbelievably strong kegels. Yeah, because he's somehow manages... To, you'd think she'd just close up in the first place if she can do that. But no, one, one, once he's in there, she just holds on tight. And it's it's hard to tell what's happening at first because until you back up the scene and watch again, you can't tell this dude has his pants down. He just jumps up next to her and he's like, and now we're fucking. And I'm like, brother, if that was the way... <laughs> and he's like, oh... Oh, no, you've you've grabbed on too tight. Let me go. And she's like, oh, no, you don't get to go anywhere. You have to undo my hands. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So he's like, I will. I will. Instead of, you know, like she's bound, like just hitting her or something. Yeah. I, I'm not I'm not suggesting how you should properly rape a super lady. That's that. Obviously, you just shouldn't. Yep. Step away and rethink your th- your weird scientist torture life. But, uh, but, but she's yeah, apparently got a torture vagina, yeah. so he's just like, I'll do whatever you say. Vagina dentata. What a wonderful phrase. Yeah, no, but so he unties her and then he she just pushes him into a convenient pit of acid right in front of them. I love the convenient pit of acid because it has been sitting there it has been bubbling in the background and i'm like Chekhov's pit of acid finally <laughs> comes into play and she just goes boop and he tumbles in there and we spend a good 10 seconds and she just kind of stares at it mm-hmm. to make sure and i thought for sure we would get like a as he like yeah. tries to come out no that'd be expensive yeah, I you'd expe- have to do makeup on him that shows him melty so yeah. no i was expecting rick to open up the bone uh the convenient bone dispenser cartridge that's hidden underneath the acid and indeed in the next scene <laughs> yeah. he does <laughs> because the next time erica comes down to the torture chamber we just get a spirit halloween skeleton wearing the hat and glasses of the torturer. See, I was hoping that she wasn't just watching to make sure that he was going to actually die in the acid, but it just takes 
10 seconds to decaggle. So eventually, when it was, and finally, she just pulled his severed dick out and tossed it in the acid. That would have been fine. <laughs> but again, that would be <laughs> too expensive. Probably a little too extreme for this movie as well. I mean, this movie's got a shitload of, of rape in it, but one thing it definitely has is anytime anyone's about to die, we cut away from that shot and instead hear, ah! Yeah, I think we see blood twice in this movie. Yeah. Someone gets a no uh, neck cut, and then it's, uh, uh, when what's and then Tanara, get, yeah, with her stomach, yeah. So there's very little actual blood, but still, if 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 she had managed to straight up just wrench his dick the fuck off, <sighs> I would have been like, "Damn, lady, you are the barbarian queen." <laughs> Damn, <laughs> respect. <laughs> uh, so when she manages to get out, she's like, "Okay," uh, she finds Estrel and is like, "All right, so you you're telling me that." Sunday's go time. All right, I'll go tell the Dariak and her Dariak and the crew that it's it's go time on Sunday. You go tell the the uh, gladiators that we're on for Sunday. Mm-hmm. It's all coming together. Yeah. Of and course, it, when Amethia goes there, Eye Patch guy is like, "No, fuck you." Of course not. What are you crazy? We're not going to fight just for your random guys. We're trying to get rid of the empire. And she's like, there are so many more of you. There are like 12 soldiers. I don't think you understand. There are 50 extras down here. There's 12 soldiers at any given time. Eight of them are comically bumbling around pursuing ladies that are hiding in plank mazes. Yeah. (laughs) You need to understand that almost every soldier is dick out. So (laughs) come on. So, but yeah, he's like, no, but you know, ultimately that he's going to show up with the rebellion anyway, because it's stock footage from Deathstalker and there's a bunch of peasants fighting. <laughs> uh, so yeah, Sunday comes and we do get our, uh, Shibdiz mm-hmm. betrayal and he's like, oh no, I'm going to kill you. And Erica's like, your rebellion ends now. <laughs> yeah. Which causes Amathea who gets thrown into the crowd by a guard. To just go, now! And then everybody just starts fighting. like, just, And it turns into a ballroom it, blitz. It's hilarious, because it's, again, the scale of this movie is so slight that it's just like everyone in a courtyard fights, and that's the end of it. That's the fight. That's the fight. And you can't tell who's on what side, because it's not footage that was filmed for this movie. So there's, <laughs> there's uh, I forgot, there is a little bit more blood when Argon kills Shibdiz somehow oh that's right yeah because they're like fighting and fucking shibdiz has a big old axe and he's just got like a quarter staff but the way he kills him is he kind of like caresses the side of his cheek mm-hmm. and pushes him a little and then blood comes out of his mouth and he's dead and you're like full on fist of the north star what what exactly did you do you gently caressed that man's <laughs> cheek and then he spit up blood <laughs> they knew his weak spot I think it was that he'd already been beaten to death, and that was kind of like when you go up to a tattering dead guy and go, you know, and then they just kind of fall down. I think it, it might have been that. But uh, yeah, it's mostly the two of them getting this dumb dick-kicking fight where they keep doing the Ryu from Street Fighter Two throw, yes. where, they, where they, they use one foot to kick them over each other, and then they go over there and grapple a little bit, and then the other one gets kicked back the other way, just over and over again. <laughs> They're like, look, we know one move. We both know this kick throw. That's what we're going to do. Can one of you do the Ken one? It's way cooler. No. No, none of us can do that. That's an impossible thing. It's cheap. (laughs) Uh, And eventually, uh, 
Amethia manages to like climb up the tiny little wall to get up towards where Arakor is. Yeah, he's super safe. I've, any no no way an archer could just murder him right where he is, st- sitting on basically a plinth about five feet above the crowd. <laughs> yeah, but she gets up there, and Arakor and her start fighting, and you know, at, I guess Arakor's got some capability in fighting because he manages to best her well he got he got to be the emperor somehow and i I assume it was not because of his ability to rape quietly (laughs) so uh so he's i I assume he's just a good sword man can we just real quick though i want to go back for a second there were two comedy bits that we did neither one funny one of them is the dress salesman Oh, yeah. And he's like, buy this dress, buy it, buy dress, buy this dress. Like, to any woman who comes by, he, like, shoves it in their hand. He's like, buy, buy dress, buy, yeah, you this, buy. This was back when Teramis initially ran off. And finally, he gets the one line of, no, some days, no one wants to buy dress. So you're like, god damn, that wasn't worth And the other one is the the sad end of that eunuch guy from the orgy pit. Oh. Where he just comes up behind the two women, and he's like, I caught you! And they just turn around and stab him once, and he goes, whoa! And dies off screen. You're like, like, what? Okay, I guess that's something. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, yeah, so the two of them are fighting, and Erikur gets the upper hand. And he has uh, Amethia's sort of, like, pressed up against a wall and about to get, you know, the final blow hit on her when Taramis, like, shakes out of it mm-hmm. and grabs a little dagger and screams and stabs fucking Erikur in the side. And then we immediately cut and are done. <laughs> He does He does manage to turn around and go, ah, as if he's going to hit her with the sword, but then he just dies. And then, yeah, everyone just goes, yay, yeah, credits. They don't get all the f- the first Y of the yay out before the credits start, the freeze frame hits. <laughs> yeah. Just, yeah. And credits. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh... Just nothing. They killed the bad guy. That's all you needed to do. Yeah. So it's over. Hey, no more problems. This guy died. And I guess that just makes all of the soldiers despawn. What goes on with Argon and Estrild and Cardi- uh, Cardiac or whatever? Uh, uh, <laughs> Dariac. They're, they're, don't worry about it. They, it doesn't matter. They're not on screen at the end. We don't even get a reconciliation between the sisters. Nothing. Nothing. That's what I meant by it's the thing about Teramis's ending feels weird. Like she betrays her sister in the very last second as a change of heart and stabs this guy. And you think they're going to have like a, this is going to be awkward between us or something. Not nah, credits instead. No, not even like a, you know, they hug and you can tell that she forgives her sister because, you know, she went through a lot of shit. Nope. Just yeah. this guy dies, falls down. End of story. We're done. I just really kind of. I, I've heard uh, we've talked about how there's a sequel to this and it has nothing to do with this, but it's called like Barbarian Queen Two, uh, the Empress's Revenge. And I'm like, who the fuck is the Empress? <laughs> you think it's that naked lady that ran out of the out of the bad dude's bed at the beginning? Maybe <laughs> she's just like she's like, hey, I had a good thing going, and I'm mad at you guys about it now. Plus, I didn't even let me put pants on. <laughs> a decent pair of pants. <laughs> oh, so there you go. There's. Boy, that's Barbarian Queen for you. <laughs> so bad. Let's, uh... We're kind of having... I want you to know we're kind of having, like, crazy person laughs about this. <laughs> this is reprehensible. <laughs> yeah. Yes. This is reprehensible. This should not have been made. This should not be watched. Hey! Hey! Whoa! I'm a child! Yeah, no. This movie is... Jesus Christ. Watching this just in my room by myself... It's one of those movies where I'm like, God, I hope no one sees me watching this. 
Uh, you don't want that five-year-old in your house to come in and be like, what's this? And be like, the worst. Nothing. Please leave. It is, it's, not, it's an accident. <laughs> this this is a problem, is what this is. <laughs> the 80s. So let's get into our bests and worsts. Jeff, what was the best thing in Barbarian Queen? Well, it's Don Dunlap's performance. It's the best part. She actually has something going on. Yeah. Like, yeah, she's playing a, a, a tortured victim who is doing everything in her power to find sa- safety, even if it means uh, shacking up with the enemy leader because she thinks she's like, that's the safest place to be. She may get taken against her will, but at least she won't get murdered. Is is the And she'll have food. That's that's kind of the way. And it's, it's a performance that's tortured and challenging and ends in an interesting way because she, like, gives up on her her uh her decision to and decides to rescue her sister it's the only thing even close to an arc in this yes. movie um amathea's the, the main character she's just like i'm mad i'm fighting i won hooray okay great so that's all what about you i mean it is it's don dunlap did a great job in this I mean, I guess the guy who is Argon does okay. I mean, he does very standard, like, ah, I am a hero. Yes, we will fight. Someday, follow me. Ho-ho! I do appreciate at least that when he gets released in the gladiatorial sex pit, he just crosses his arms and stands against a wall until it's time to go. Yeah, that's nice to see. He's like, no, I'm not participating in your horrible orgy pit. Yeah, I don't want any of this. I... No, no, thank no, you. No, thanks. And that he's like, no, I'll, what I'm going to do is, oh, I recognized someone. No, you are not allowed to rape this person. Yeah. Please leave. Yeah. So, so that's, I guess that's something. Yeah. Hey, what's the worst thing about this? Hey, <laughs> <laughs> this, the movie is staggeringly incompetent even by the standards of roger corman who usually i'm like i don't really like roger corman movies but at least i respect that i respect the hustle well the trick is with a corman movie is you have to respect that he did that in like two days that he managed to do it with like eighty thousand dollars that he worked with a stable of of actors that he works with routinely there's a lot to appreciate about his capacity for churn uh this movie however is reprehensible and shitty and sucks uh even by the usual standards by which i grade his his films uh, I, I guess I just got to go with um, the mu- the joyful, boopy music that plays whenever random women are raped. Yeah, that's terrible. It's terrible. It's not okay. What are you thinking? Not a good thing. Yeah. I don't want to picture like happy bears eating a beehive. No. When I'm, <laughs> this is, a, it's, it's awful. It's, it's not cool. I mean, I could also just say all the rapes, but then what else is there? Well, yeah. Cause you got to pick one thing. You can't just be like the movie well, the problem is when you say all the rapes you leave behind the one uh, at least one rape has a revenge ending to it i mean like ah the, that scientist dies in a hilarious stupid way the i mean the worst thing for me is the beginning rape of Terramus. yeah because i compare it to uh last house on the left which if you've seen the original west craven one Fuck, that is, it's a brutal, terrible scene. Obviously not, you know, shot as competently as, say, Wes Craven, but it's one of those things where you're like, this is the opening scene of your film. Mm -hmm. At least that scene in Last House on the Left takes, like, 25 minutes to get to. Right. You can settle into the movie. This is like, oh, hey, welcome to Barbarian Queen. We're going to let you know immediately what we are all about. And you're like, oh, I should leave. (laughs) Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. 
when when I first turned this on, my uh, my girlfriend and and kid were in here, and I was like, all right, I'm gonna watch start start watching this dumb barbarian movie, and I made it like four seconds, and she's like, oh, never mind, nope, nope, I'll watch Auto Man. Oops, sorry, I just shouldn't give that. Nah, it doesn't matter. I'm gonna <laughs> say it at the end of this anyway. <laughs> so I guess we'll do the rating. So uh, yeah, we're each gonna rate this from zero to five. To give it a full rating out of 10, Jeff. I, I'm not going to give a movie with this much rape in it anything but a .5. It's not going to be able to rise. It's a movie. Like it, it is technically a, it is a movie. A, it has a beginning, middle, and end, but boy, oh boy, did I ever hate watching it. Yeah. Mostly, this is a fun movie to learn about because it led us into the world of the Corman. Yeah, the Corman Cor- cinematic <laughs> boob universe. Corman's days in Argentina. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, I'm going to be right there with you. Yeah. It is... The point five for me is honestly <laughs> from fucking Don Dunlap. Yeah. I'm just like, oh, you didn't just only play rape for comedy. Yeah. Good. Yeah, that's something. At least that's something. So, there so, you go. So, one out of ten. Don't bother. No, Jesus Christ. If you're going to watch any of these uh, the fucking Argent- Argentina Corman films. There's two I would actually recommend to watch if you want like a bad movie night. One of them is Deathstalker 2. Yeah, uh, make sure it's the second one. It's the second one, because that one has way less horrible, reprehensible rape in it, and a lot more goofy comedy from its two leads being terrible actors. <laughs> uh, absolutely, it's it's a lot more fun. Uh, and the other one is Wizard of the Lost Kingdom 2, because it is like 80% footage from other movies. Yeah, including this one. And yeah, uh, and at least has David Carradine to, to kind of go like, ah, look at that. Remember when he was in the 80s? Ah, hey, look yeah. at that. So... So those are the two I'd recommend. Not this one. This one's at the bottom of my heap right now. Yeah, please do not. Mm -hmm. All right. Thank you so much for joining us on our review of Barbarian Queen. We will, of course, be back in another couple weeks with more Movie Mastery. But you can join us over at patreon.com slash system mastery so where we keep all of our sweet ass bonus content and we are starting our new season of tv mastery we're going back to a single show that we are going to run through mm-hmm. thankfully there's only 13 episodes of this so we have a very definite end point for the season and we are watching auto man from the 80s a show that uh. is a, a show that says someone watched Tron. <laughs> Does it predate Tron? This came out at the same time. <laughs> someone heard they were making Tron. Someone saw some previews for Tron and went, rush a TV show. I can beat that to the day. And we'll, let, we'll make them cops. It's easy. <laughs> yeah. Look, it's fine. We can just do this. Now, <laughs> it is the story of a holographic superhero. And I got to tell you, the specifics of this are astounding to me. Auto Man, please go go join us at patreon.com slash system mastery because there is so much more to say about this random weird TV show oh, yeah. than there possibly ever will be about Barbarian Queen. <laughs> so join us there. You support the show. You help us keep doing what we're doing. Plus you get nine extra shows per month of bonus yeah, content. A lot of extra content. So that'll be great if you can do that. We appreciate it. If you can't, you know, financially swing that, obviously we understand. But, you know, tell your friends, tell your family, tell your enemies. Tell your richest friends. Tell your very richest, stupidest friends. Uh They they also need to be dumb. (laughs) Tell your richest, stupidest friends that you have a new investment opportunity for them. (laughs) 
<laughs> We're NFTs now. Yeah, buy we Jeff. don't sell them. We are NFTs. Buy Jeff Coin. It's me. I'm Jeff Coin. Hi, I'm Jeff Coin. <laughs> all right. Thank you so much. We'll see you in two weeks. And until then, all of you have a good one. <laughs>